This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. States triple header of football Patriots and Vikings are about to begin earlier close one in Detroit Buffalo pulls it out 28 25 and this afternoon Dallas beats the Giants 28 20 they are there are no NHL games today the NHL just said okay NFL you get this Thursday people want turkey they want football they don't want hockey you guys go ahead. There are NHL games tomorrow, and of course, the Oilers are back at it on Saturday against the New York Rangers. It's on 6.30, Chad. 9.30 in the morning for the face-off show, and the puck will drop at 11. World Cup today. Portugal over Ghana, 3-2. Brazil shuts out Serbia, 2-0. Uruguay and South Korea, a scoreless draw, and Switzerland knocks off Cameroon, 1-0. Of note tomorrow, England against the United States. That'll be an interesting one to watch. Canada back at it Sunday morning against Croatia. We will jump into and further break down Canada at the World Cup with Bob Leonard Doozy, who is a former coach of the Canadian men's national team, played in the 1986 World Cup, one of the greatest Canadian soccer players of all time. He's going to join us after the 6.30 news, so uh, you will want to hear that because he's going to have uh, a lot to say and he has great inside knowledge of what's going out there on the pitch. Happy to hear from you tonight as well. 780-496-0063. That's the hotline presented by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation and ceiling system certainteed pro all the way you can email the show inside sports at 630 ched.com you can follow me on twitter at reed wilkins r-e-i-d-w-i-l-k-i-n-s all right so it's uh the edmonton oilers now sitting at 10 and 10 on the season they did not practice today had the uh day off in manhattan and uh, by the way jack michaels will join us the, the token american will be on the show to tell us about thanksgiving and all that kind of stuff uh from manhattan but the oilers were off today and shut out last night by the Islanders. It, it, they've changed it back to 49 shots. Whatever. The Oilers had a lot of shots. Uh, it was 49 right after the game. They bumped it up to 50. I double-checked the official stats today. It's back down to 49. But they could not beat Ilya Sorokin. They fell behind those two quick goals by Pajot, 206 apart in the second period. So, yes, they're playing catch-up mode and getting a lot of shots. But, uh, man, oh, man, uh, Sorokin was pretty good. And the Oilers just could not finish. And here is uh, some of his work and some of what the Oilers have to say. 
Fogel put it on net. The rebound saved made by Sorokin with a left pad off of Zach Hyman. I, I thought uh, both goaltenders gave their team's chance to win tonight. Um, their guy had a night. He had 49 saves. Um, you know, uh, he made some made some good ones. He made some A-grade ones and some B-grade ones, and uh, we didn't find a way to crack him tonight. CeCe out to McLeod towards the goal. Saves Sorokin. Rebound. CeCe puts it on net, and Sorokin keeps it out and covers it up. Uh, they played well defensively. He was uh, good in there. Obviously, we threw a lot at him, but uh, he had uh, an answer for everything. Can't get it by McDavid. He'll come down the right wing in over the line. He'll drop it. The shot saved made by Sorokin off the of Hyman. Obviously, we got to be better. Um, last 10, whatever, 3 and 7 or something like that. Uh, obviously, that's not good enough. Uh, we know that we can we are a playoff team, but we need to start playing like it consistently and um, I mean two man, everybody's uh, got to step up and uh, find a way through this. Well, yeah, Nuge is right, just 3 and 7 in their last 10 and definitely having a lot of struggles. You know, to be fair, probably a, a decent game last night, but uh, just couldn't break through with uh, against the goaltender. And they fell behind again, thanks to a couple of mistakes. But that sort of plagued the Oilers so far this season. So that was 49 shots again. That's the 12th most shots against a team has had while being shut out in NHL history. You may remember the number one game because it was an Oilers goaltender who pulled it off. Ben Scrivens on January 29, 2014, 59 saves against the San Jose Sharks as the Oilers won the game 3-0. They were outshot 59-27. Brent Burns had eight shots on goal, but Scrivens was just out of this world, and the Oilers won that game. Uh, I remember it very well. It was obviously uh, you know, another season in which the Oilers missed the playoffs, so that was one of the highlights that year. So that's the most saves a goalie has ever made in a shutout. Ben Scrivens, 59. I, I was looking through these today, and another game popped up, and, and I remember this one. It was on December 10th, 1996. This is the fifth most saves ever in a shutout. 52 by Curtis Joseph of the Edmonton Oilers. The Oilers and Detroit Red Wings played to a scoreless tie. So that would have been five minutes of five-on-five five overtime. So this would have been over 65 minutes. Curtis Josephs makes 52 saves. The Oilers were outshot 52-21. So Chris Osgood also got a shutout uh, with 21 saves. Joseph made 52. Brendan Shanahan had 10 shots on goal. Uh, I remember that game because I, I was out Christmas shopping until the early evening. And I left whatever mall I was at and put the game on. And it was like... Uh, it would have been Rod called the game, and uh, it was probably halfway through the second period, and he was very excited because Cujo was making all these saves, and I remember getting home in time to see the third period in the overtime, and Joseph was just unbelievable. So 52, so, so that's, so two Oilers goalies are in the top five for most saves in a shutout. Scrivens is first with 59, and uh, Cujo is fifth with uh, with 52. And interesting, Josephs was in a scoreless tie back in December of 96. All right, 780-496-0063 is the Certainty Hotline. We got Brian hanging on. Brian, go ahead. Hey, how you doing, Reed? Good. Good. Uh, yeah, I was just calling in about the Oilers uh, and their woes right now. Um, you know, that Vegas game, they, I mean, you could flip a coin. It could have easily lost that game as well. So they're, they're, you know, in my opinion, they're definitely trending the wrong way. 
and I and I keep hearing and I and I totally agree with uh, kind of I think I think kind of the root of what's happening with the Oilers right now is their defensive play, and uh, I mean I I think I think they're really missing a, a Duncan Keith, maybe a Larson back there. Um, Smith was like another defenseman in goal last year, the way he would the way he would come and and uh, you know bring the puck around the boards. Um, it, it, it seems to me like they're lacking, and, and even um, Chris Russell. You know, like they're, they're, I think they're they're missing that veteran, tough nose type playing defensive leadership right now. And I mean, Nurse is what Nurse is. He's, he's a good defenseman, but um, you know who is leading? Who's leading that that core group of defense right now? Because everything starts in defense. It seems like they they're not. They're not. The possession is down. They're, they're not. Uh, they're not. Definitely not getting the puck out of the out of, out of their end. You know, with any accuracy and a lot of missed passes and whatnot. Well, I think they are missing Mike Smith. I think his puck handling ability was special, as we know. I don't think they've fully adapted to that yet. Um, you know, I, I, I think to me it's a bunch of little things. Like, like I don't know if I, I look at the Oilers and say, well, this is such a major problem, and if they just did this better, everything would go away. I, I feel they're like ten to twenty percent away from where they need to be in a lot of areas. You know, I think goaltending overall is probably one of them just because of Campbell's stats. I mean, really, Skinner's been pretty good um, for the most part. Had that tough uh, puck he gave away the other night, but he's been pretty good. And then, yes, turnovers, transitioning the puck. Uh, are they missing Duncan Keith? Probably a little bit. I think that's a bit of an adjustment. You know, up front, are they missing Evander Kane? Yeah, I think that's a bit of an adjustment. So uh, I, I think those are all relevant. I, I think, again, I, I don't look at one or two areas and say, well, th- this is it. Like, it all it, it all comes down to these two things. They're like a two out of ten in these areas. But but I think there are a lot of areas where last year, if you would have graded the Oilers out of ten, you would have said they were a seven, eight, or nine. And now this year, you know, they're four, fives, or sixes in those categories. So they need to move up a couple notches. We got Fred as well. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Go ahead, Fred. Hey, Reed. How are you tonight? Good. How are you? Well, you know what? The one thing that concerns me a little bit. It's American Thanksgiving, and traditionally, if you're not in a playoff spot by American Thanksgiving, you're on the outside looking in. And I know a bunch of teams are all grouped together. That's a good thing. But, yeah, the last caller, Duncan Keith, we miss big time. Bouchard looks lost without him. And we need a stellar goaltending performance. Like, we need, like, what we saw last night, which was out of the world. When you get 49 shots, you think you're going to get a goal or two. But I think the Heat's got to be on a little bit on Kenny Holland right now, don't you think? Uh, I think a little bit. I think at this point you have to wonder if there's something he could do. Um, I, I, you know, I don't look, and people know what I'm like with trade suggestions. I, I, I don't hear very many from Oilers fans that make a lot of sense for the other team. And I'm not saying that to be a jerk. That's just the truth. Uh, but, and, and, and it's not as simple as just, well, go out and trade for a goal scorer I, I, that fill in for Kane. T- teams don't want to give that up. Um, but is there something he could do with, you know, a third-line type player who can play with tenacity, who can skate a little better? I mean, I think Costin's been okay in that role. Um, and I think at some point they're going to have to do something on the back end. 
And, and, you know, Rob even talked about that last year, that he didn't think they were quite physical enough. Maybe Broberg gets a look at some point to see what he can do in sort of that Niemelein and Murray role that they've been back and forth in and out. Maybe that is, is something that helps a little bit on the back end. Uh, obviously, Bouchard, we've talked about a lot. He's just having a, a, a tough year. He, I thought he fired away a little better last night. I think he had three shots on goal and three blocks. I mean, occasionally some shots are going to get blocked, but he has had a ton blocked this season. Uh, yeah, the American Thanksgiving cutoff, generally it's 13 or 14 of the teams who are, uh, so of, of the 16 teams who make the playoffs at the end of the year, generally 13 or 14 of them were in the playoffs at American Thanksgiving. So it's not the be-all, end-all, but it is an indication of how hard it is to make drastic moves in your positioning as the season goes on. The Oilers with a 500 points percentage are fifth in the Pacific Division. They are 21st overall. Uh, they are behind the Montreal Canadiens, who are a bit of a pleasant surprise. Um, but to, to me, that's the one team, the, the Detroit Red Wings, who I did pick to make the playoffs, but they're doing way better than I thought. They're at 632. They're eighth overall. Seattle is seventh overall. Are, are they going to stay up there? So far, so good. I mean, it's a quarter of the way through the season. The Oilers have to put together... Um, I mean, you look at the next, let, let's say, 21 games, because then 41 is going to be the halfway point. So if you look at the next 21 games, they probably got to get 27 or 28 points, you know, and then you're around 100-point pace for, for the whole season. I, I, I mean, it's, it, it's tough. Last year, starting 16-5 and five helped. I know they were out of a playoff spot by the time uh, they made the coaching change, and then they played their way back in, but they also played whatever it was, 7 39 or 750 hockey uh, under Woodcroft the rest of the way. So I, I do, th I think there's pressure on a lot of people. Um, I, I, I said this the other night, I think there's pressure on, on Woodcroft and the coaching staff. You know, they found solutions last year with a similar roster to this one. Um, they haven't been able to find those solutions uh, this year. I, I mean, the Oilers did improve defensively when Woodcroft and Manson took over. How come those same things aren't happening this year? Are other teams adjusting? Is Woodcroft adjusting back? And, uh, and, and you know, being able to counteract what other teams are doing. I think those are all relevant questions, for sure. Okay, 780-496-0063. Uh, I got a fun off-topic topic we're going to get to. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Uh, lots to talk about with the Canadian soccer team. Bob Leonard Doozy will join me after the 6.30 news. You, you probably heard this. Uh, the Canadian coach, John Herdman, brought in former astronaut Chris Hadfield to uh, help get the team into the mood before the game yesterday. Canada captain Atiba Hutchinson says hearing how Hadfield advanced his goal of going into a space was a special moment before the match against Belgium. Just basically him taking us through what it took for him to be in the right you know, mind frame to go and do what he did. Um, you know, everything he spoke about 
was exactly what we were going through, so we could uh, we could relate to it so much. Um, I don't think there's any better person that could have been in that room yesterday to get us prepared for that game. All right, well, I hate to alarm you, but that got me thinking. Let's let's do this for an off-topic topic today, 780-496-0063. Which, Cana which famous Canadian would you bring in for a motivational speech to your team? Now, we got to stick with what Herdman did, a non-sports figure. So you can't say Wayne Gretzky or Marc Messier or uh, Larry Walker. You know, you can't say Don Cherry or Bob Stoffer. So which, which famous Canadian who is not famous for being in the world of sports would you bring in to speak to a Canadian national team for a motivational speech? That is our off-topic topic. I think Herdman probably nailed it <laughs> with Chris Hadfield. But tell me who you would bring in and why for the off-topic topic. Which famous Canadian... Who, who is not famous for being uh, an athlete coach or in the world of sports, w would you bring in? All right. I, I went around the office today and got some names, but I'll, I'll save them a little bit later on because I, I want to see what our audience comes up with, Kellen. Because you know what it's like with the off-topic topic? Yes. Sometimes we've done an off-topic topic, nobody says anything. Yeah. We just get nothing. And that's fine. Sometimes we throw out an off-topic topic and it takes over the show. So that's why I like doing it, because it's a little unpredictable, because mm -hmm. it's, it's audience-generated content. So which famous Canadian would you bring in for a motivational speech before a, a big game for a Canadian national team, but it can't be uh, an athlete, a coach, or any sort of sports figure? It could maybe be somebody who may have some sort of association with athleticism or sports, but not just like, oh, well, I would just, you know, I, I, I would just bring Connor McDavid. Did, did anybody come to your mind, Kellen? Uh, see, I'm kind of borderline just because, you know, as a big pro wrestling fan, is it a sport, is it not? So I'd say Brett the Hitman Hart. Well, I think but. we've established pro wrestling is not a sport because it's considered uh, entertainment. Entertainment, right? so I'll say I'll, Brett. I'll, I'll, I'll give you Brett Hart, Brett then, Hart. for sure. Yeah, okay. Sure. Like, he's athletic, but... It's not considered a sport. Okay, yeah, it's maybe it's still a little little borderline. I think Chris Hadfield, that's probably the, the number one. Hey, no, just, that's, that's let's bring in an astronaut to speak to the team to get them fired up. Right. That's pretty cool. But let's see where people go, and give me a line or two on why, if you could as well. But uh, we'll see what Bob Linderduzzi thinks about the penalty kick, the Canadian play against Belgium, and do they have a chance against Croatia.